Hey everybody, just real quick before the show started, uh, this is Steve, and I just wanted to let you know, for all the latest information on our podcast, hit us up on Twitter at EILF Movies, that's everything I learned from movies. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. If you're looking for incredible art, or maybe gifts for an upcoming uh, birthday, or Father's Day, Mother's Day, anything like that, Christmas, uh, you can check out Izzy's art at untidyvenus.etsy.com. You can also find us on all the uh, podcatchers like Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or iTunes, whatever they're calling it these days, Podcast Addict. Uh, basically, Google us, you'll find us, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. All right, on with the show. Everything I learned from movies helps to make life a little bit groovy. With a one last plot holes a gratuitous movies. It's time to get busy with your friend Stephen Izzy. Do you by chance remember the name Johnny Favorite? Lionsgate Entertainment presents. What is it that you guys want from me? Find out if he's alive or if he's dead. The most original and terrifying film of a generation. That guy was bad luck. And it's starting to rub off on me. I'm a murder suspect already in two cases. A modern classic of supernatural suspense and eroticism. Angel Heart. You must be careful, Mr. Angel. Johnny's running around bumping off everyone he used to know. Mickey Rourke. I'm being set up. Robert De Niro. Are you afraid? Yeah, I'm afraid. Lisa Bonet. Johnny Favorite was as close to true evil as she ever wanted to come. Charlotte Rampling. Who are you? I'm just the guy who was paid to snoop around. This newly remastered DVD features 16 by 9 widescreen presentation, 5.1 Dolby EX digital surround DVD. Featuring commentary from acclaimed director Alan Parker. Exclusive interview and select scene commentary with Mickey Rourke. I was just getting ready to pack it in with the acting when Angel Heart came around. And religious scholars. Behind the scenes footage. A collection of five documentaries that explore the history, the truths, and the exotic mystery of the voodoo arts. He was very powerful. He sold his soul. You got a burn for this, Angel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or as Mickey Rourke put it. <laughs> Jesus, pod that down. Uh. Steve, we need a drink. <laughs> I need a drink already. <laughs> but first, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Steve. And I need a drink. <laughs> Beer before interest. Now I'm busy. <laughs> and this is... Everything I Learned From Movies. And tonight... We need a drink. <laughs> the exclusive five-disc DVD no. collection of Angel Hearts. Is it wrong? There's a little bit of me that kind of wants to see some of this. <laughs> With 22 documentaries and special exclusive content. With this, there's something in here you're bound to like. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> We're going to try and cover this up with as much cheese and sprinkles as possible. <laughs> but first, I'm a little parched, babe. What do you got? Oh my god, thank god. All right, we have... From Channel Brewing, in honor of this film, Three Sheets IPA. <laughs> we'll get to it. <laughs> uh, hashtag child murder? Uh, <laughs> Alright, I'm going to pop my top. Oh, my top. Uh, yeah, this is from Channel, Channel Brewing Company in Stockton, California. Also from our uh, great and wonderful trip where we were... Was stranded in in Stockton. The poor. And the poor, yes. Sorry, <laughs> talked right through it. <laughs> Let's see. Mm, yeah, it's got a little bit of hoppy nuts, but mostly malty. Mm. It kind of almost smells pearish. Steve's gone in for the sip. Yeah, you can definitely taste the sheets. I don't know if there's three of them in there. There's <laughs> definitely at least one. Yeah. Yeah, this is a nice golden brown color. I can't tell if it's clear or not because I'm not using a glass cup. Sorry, guys. Not a cl- I'm not classy today. Mm. Yeah, some piney notes. A little bit of that, like, um, 
like grapefruit pith kind of yeah. taste to it. Like little, was it like, stone fruits or whatever? No, stone fruits are like um, the ones that have a big pit on the inside of them, like uh, oh, plums okay. and apricots and stuff. Oh. You know, like citrusy, like almost a little astringent, a little drying, but not in an unpleasant way. It's kind of nice because it does have a big malty backbone on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a nice beer. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Channel Brewing, Stockton, California. Yeah, they're great guys. Uh, but 1987's Angel Heart. So every time we watch this movie, I forget almost everything about it except for Mickey Rourke screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah, isn't that big. That doesn't happen that often in the movie. But it's so jarring when it does happen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, this comes from writer-director Alan Parker. Who's he, Steve? Oh, well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, he is the director of Bugsy Malone, Midnight Express, Fame, Fame. Pink Floyd's The Wall, <gasps> uh, Birdie, This, Mississippi Burning, The Commitments, Yeah, Evita, and The Life of David Gale. The Commitments! Right? <laughs> I know that most people would be like, that's his weakest film. That's my favorite. I'll say that's the one you've seen a thousand times, and yeah. Pink Floyd's The Wall is the one I've seen the most. And it's like, oh. Is that the one your dad had the... on Laserdisc? Uh, uh, VHS, <laughs> but yes. He had that in uh, Tommy, uh, Tommy's The Who or whatever. The Who's uh, Tommy, whatever. Yeah, Tommy. Yeah. Pinball Wizard. And also, uh, also written by William Hjortsberg. Who's he, Steve? Well, he wrote two things. Legend and this. <laughs> Holy cow! Right? Uh, but of course, starring uh, Mickey Rourke as Harry Angel, uh, Robert De Niro as Louis Cipher. <laughs> uh, no, Cipher uh, is what? Louis Louis Cipher. Lou Cipher. Lou Cipher. Louis Cipher. Uh, Lisa Bonet as Epiphany Proudfoot. Charlotte Rampling, <laughs> Brownie McGee. It's fantastic. Okay. <laughs> Ask me what it means! <laughs> <laughs> A little peek behind the curtain. First time I saw this movie was about 12 years ago. Shout out to Kalisha. <laughs> she was on a hot date. Things were getting hot and heavy. No, quite and the opposite. And this movie took a dark turn. <laughs> quite the opposite. Uh, I We watched this movie and uh, the original Wicker Man. <laughs> and <laughs> Not the one with the bees. No, I don't think that was out yet. <laughs> I, think, I think it still had a year or two to come out. But uh, yeah, quite quite the combo. So you're saying that was in a panty wedding night? <laughs> no. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right so we start he's <laughs> <laughs> like I, I don't want to talk about it we, anymore we start well that's all there's a bunch of friends watching this movie and i did not care for it how high day. was the rest of the group so high so high <laughs> so they high. don't remember that night at all do no they? probably not probably <laughs> and not. steve's just sitting there going like yep Drinking a beer. <laughs> so you say Nicolas Cage is doing this, remaking this Wicker Man next year. Far out. <laughs> Hopefully there's lots of boobs in it. There's not. <laughs> but, right. but there's so many women. Yeah, there is. So we start out. Uh, credits are rolling. Uh, I think we're going through like elevator or something like that. And we're starting oh, off with elevators. special appearance by Robert De Niro. <laughs> yeah. Which means glorified cameo by Robert De Niro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we get a dog peeing on a corpse in an alley. Mm-hmm. Um, as saxophone is also playing in the same alley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it wasn't exactly Baker Street. <laughs> It wasn't exactly not. It was the uh, the slow down, uh, the feely version of it. Like, <laughs> oh, is that a dog peeing on a corpse? Yeah. Oh, and I did have one more note on the dog. They changed the dog like three times in that scene. They think because the lighting's oh, low, yeah. <laughs> people like me won't notice, but we notice. <laughs> Maybe. 
Maybe it was a dog from hell. No, like one's like straight up an Australian Shepherd mix. One's just a fucking golden retriever. That's like, it's in the shadows. But what is the only dog that could like walk yeah. in a straight line? And the other one's like the 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 other mutt dog they had. It's a shapeshifter. Apparently, or it's just three different dogs. They couldn't get three that looked alike. It was three different dogs at different times passing by and pissing on the same corpse. Maybe. Just go with a lab. They all look the same. <laughs> you only have three colors to pick from. You have a 30% chance of getting it right. <laughs> yeah. So in 1955, New York City, uh, Angel gets a call. And no, not the Angel from the Rockford Files, thank God. No, the Detective Angel. Detective Angel. He used to, he used to be a vampire in love with uh, Buffy, and then uh. he decided to quit that and solve unsolved mysteries i've seen angel i've probably seen every episode of angel shout out to david boreanaz <laughs> the bh stands for boreanaz house <laughs> so david boreanaz gets a call <laughs> so david boreanaz gets a call played by mickey rourke <laughs> mickey uh, rourke's playing david boreanaz as angel <laughs> David Wait, Boreanaz. is David Boreanaz play Harry Angel in the reboot? I was just thinking that's not the worst stretch. Oh god, that'd be so weird. <laughs> I'm into Save it. it. Save it. <laughs> Angel hasn't even spoken yet. <laughs> it's hard through the vampire teeth, okay? <laughs> uh, so, uh, private investigator Harry Angel gets a call. Uh, basically, meet up with an attorney to discuss a business proposition. This attorney's name, Lucifer. 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 I'm going to meet Mr. Sophia. He's a, a an investigator, correct? Yeah, that's why. That's he's an investigator named Angel. Steve, he's an investigator named Angel. Who, talked, who spoke with a man named Lucifer? Lucifer. Uh, I wish I could say we're spoiling the end of this movie, but if you don't know that Robert De Niro as Lucifer is. Lucifer, the devil. <laughs> what? Then you are entirely too high to be watching this movie right now. <laughs> uh, but he basically has a business proposition. Hmm. Uh, he wants them to find somebody. And so they're meeting at a church. Yeah, so he goes to a church, um, and there's essentially the Reverend from Coming to America is there. And he's yeah. like, why for? Why for I gotta be driving around in a Cadillac? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why come? Anyway, it's pretty hilarious. And he talks to somebody at the church, uh, leading him upstairs. He's asking about somebody who I guess used to live there. Um, and then there's a suicide cleanup that is so fucking fresh. I swear the corpses ha- has to be in the same. Oh yeah, it's just the, it's still. just off screen, or they just chucked it right out the window. <laughs> I guess it was the fifties in New York. He just kind of yeah. threw it out there. And... That's where the, that's the corpse the dog was peeing on. Oh shit, that makes <laughs> sense now. Oh, it all ties together. Thanks, babe. You're welcome. <laughs> but yeah, so there's fresh suicide cleanup. There's the they this movie focuses a lot on the fans either going really fast or stopping and stuff like that. There's something deep to it. I I think I kind of know what it is, but it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Basically, the job is to find a guy named Johnny Favorite who is a crooner, uh, but went missing about 12 years ago. And, uh, so about this time I've written down, uh, uh, Louis Saphir's pimp nails. is like, well, they're so fucking creepy. Oh, it's so creepy. And then like later it's going to get creepier when he's like, is it later when he's peeling the orange or whatever? Oh, the eggs. The eggs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Robert De Niro in this movie—he plays creepy so well. He really does. I mean, I gotta hand it to him that, like, every time he's on screen, he freaks me out. Just in gen- general. Yeah, <laughs> no, but, but, but yeah, but yeah. Johnny Favorite—he was a crooner. Uh, went to World War II, got shell shocked or whatever. So he's been missing for the last twelve years. Um, and he he has I, a contract with Mister Saphir that he needs to complete. Indeed. And and the whole thing, like while they're while they're talking, Robert De Niro's like saying to him funny i feel like i've met you before and harry angel's like nah man i don't need to talk to no attorney yeah i remember every face i've ever met yeah except for everything you don't remember before before 10 12 years ago ago. (laughs) which right then it's like uh, 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 come on guy uh, come on uh, (laughs) what what why is this okay uh, as pickles would say uh, 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 
Yes. <laughs> and then the best part is, like, then there's a scene where he's driving down to Louisiana or some, or out to Coney Island or somewhere to... Uh, basically, he's on the trail of Johnny Favorite. Mm-hmm. But everything that was said previously in the movie is repeated during this drive yeah, scene. Yeah, so the discussion he just had with Louis Cipher repeats now while, while it's just a shot of him smoking and driving. Yeah. Oh, yeah, not, that's right. That's not right. looking he's... particularly like he's remembering or anything. No. They're yeah. just repeating it for us. Yeah, just make sure everybody's caught up. Apparently... Everybody gets the clues that, you guys have figured this out already, right? <laughs> They're really cramming this down our throats. That's the thing is, if it was more subtle, I think it would be more interesting. But this movie is really cramming. It's, I, I don't like being spoon-fed. Yeah. But, but he's driving out to the hospital where... I want it to be like a David Lynch movie where nothing makes sense at any time and none of the clues add up. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, does David Lynch direct the reboot? <gasps> Brent Angel says Velvet. yes. <laughs> Velvet Angel. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Some things in this movie wouldn't change. A lot of this movie wouldn't change. (laughs) All right, so so he drives out to the hospital where Johnny Favorite was hospitalized after he got shell shock or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's asking around. (laughs) He talks to the nurse and uh, finds out the doctor that was taking care of him. Then he breaks into enters into this doctor's house (laughs) through the basement. Which, yeah, so okay. I didn't get entirely at first that that was a basement door. I thought he was, I totally thought he was breaking into an abandoned house. I thought the doctor was like living in an abandoned house for some yeah. reason. No, yeah, he went down into the basement, was looking around there, came up the stairs, and it was about the time the doctor showed up. Um, shortly before we found out there was like morphine and stuff in the fridge. And so then he's sitting there all trying to be cool as fuck, being like, yo, doc, about time for your itch medicine. I just, I just need a hit. I just need a hit, man. Tell me what happened to Johnny Favorite. I don't know. Uh, I don't remember him. I don't. I don't know anything. I just need a hit. Don't play around with me, man. You know it. You gotta tell me. I don't know anything. And then he locks the doctor in his own bedroom. Yeah. And leaves for yeah. an unknown amount of time. Oh, and by the way, when he was ser- searching through the house looking for clues and stuff, he finds a gun, touching it everywhere. Oh, touching everything in the so house. Just everything in the house. Uh, yeah. So yeah. then, so he leaves, and then it's he like goes to a diner, sits there for a couple minutes, and again hears everything repeated again. Mm-hmm. There's a slow piano music. Is he... this where we have one of the weird flashbacky things? But it's not a flashback. Yeah, or... yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So now, even knowing the ending of this movie, so many of those don't make any fucking sense. <sighs> they kind of do, but you really have to stretch. No, but only a couple of them. Do. Yeah, well, like, yeah. Like there's a bunch. So. So the ones towards the end is like um, Times Square and that, but like there's a bunch of other ones that aren't that don't make any fucking sense, and you don't realize that he's not instantly there because they didn't do a good job with the transitions to make it yeah. realize that it's like a flashback or it's a dream or something. Yeah, but there's... it'll just be like a shot of him driving his car, and it'll be cut back to him on stairs. Yeah, there's and it's a... like what? What the fuck is happening? Yeah, yeah, that's I guess to keep you confused. I I, I don't know, but yeah, so he goes back. He, he goes back to the doctor, basically like, hey, I got some pie for you or whatever. I thought you might be hungry. Something to go with the morphine. Uh, the doctor is up in his room still. Um, he shot himself. Yeah. He's dead now. Blood all over the wall. Picture of his wife in his arms. Yeah. Um, so then he has the idea, ooh, I better wipe my fingerprints off of everything. <laughs> everything. Wipe my fingerprints off everything. Yeah, uh, but, but we did find out from the doctor that some people uh, came and picked him up, you know, 10, 12 years ago, paid him like 25 grand to just say, oh, yeah, he's been here the whole time. He's just in a coma. No, you know, no one needs to follow up on it. Um, but apparently they took him down to New Orleans because uh, one of them was a debutante down south somewhere. And yeah. of course, that means New Orleans everywhere. So uh, we go to the Crescent City, one of my favorite places in the world. Yeah. Woo. Woo. And then, oh, that's right. Before he goes down to New Orleans, there's that uh, awkward interaction he has with like a teenager in the neighborhood or whatever, the little teenage girl. Oh yeah. And he's like, oh hey Susie, how you been? Good. You uh, you staying up on work and everything? I, I don't know if he's trying to be like charming, like in Rocky or something, know. but yeah, it, it was it just, just really weird and creepy. It felt very predatory. <laughs> yeah, with like a, a ten, twelve year old girl kind of. Yeah, thing. it felt very predatory. Yeah. But may- and as we find out later, maybe it was. Yeah. You know what they say about slugs? They leave a trail of slime wherever they go. Jesus Christ. 
Another line from this movie. Uh, basically, uh, that's right, he goes back to New York first, fills in Mr. Sefir, and Mr. Sefir is basically like, I'll give you $5,000 to go down there and find him. And of course, this is the whole scene where they're in the diner and he's got the eggs and he's like slowly peeling the shell off and talking about how uh, in some cultures an egg is a symbol for a soul. Would you like an egg, Mr. Angel? No thanks. I don't. I have a thing about chickens. <laughs> yeah. <In> this movie. <laughs> and, and oh yeah, that's right. And then he like eats the egg, just like staring him down the whole time, not blinking, just super slow. It's fucking weird. But yeah. And uh, God, excellent mouth fear. Jesus. All right, so he goes down to New Orleans, yes. gets a room down there, yep. rents it out for a month or something, I guess, I don't know. Uh, but he opens up the closet, and there's a goddamn, like, monkey shine voodoo fest, uh, voodoo whole shrine. ritual thing Yeah, there, there, there's a whole, like, demonic shrine in there with lit candles, and he just closes the door and walks yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> and there was also, like, a jazz funeral going on outside, and I'm no, like... it wasn't a funeral. We decided it was a procession, because that one guy was sitting on a chair, and they were hauling him around. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but it was a procession for a funeral, though, right? So who's the guy in the chair? The priest? I don't know. Somebody was in a chair being you braided know, I just downtown. had a thought. I don't know. A lot of, there's a lot of imagery in this that I have no <clears throat> idea. No, because it was for a funeral, because he goes to the church or whatever, and he like goes to talk to the lady sitting in a chair, and then those two guys jump him, and then they chase him like through through the oh, church yeah, okay. and like through the city yeah. and then he and then he does the most dickish thing you can do and just runs right through the parade knocking oh yeah. like directly to the guy being held up in a chair by like eight people yeah. knocks all knocks those people over falls over like they like i swear to god two or three of them like hit their heads on a car there was definitely some people who fell who i don't think it was stunt yeah <laughs> yeah and they were not getting up quickly <laughs> and then it cuts away yeah uh, but yeah so yeah that chase was for nothing it's not really explained later on either. Oh, that's right. And then he goes to the bar and we're like, oh shit, that's the bar we went to uh, for Halloween. Yeah, I think it's Crescent City <laughs> Brewing. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's the one I thought it was. No, it was the, the one we were at with uh, Ben and Kristen. Fuck, I forget what it was called. We just kind of randomly, we were looking for a bathroom. <laughs> so I forget the name. It was all the places that we went to drink were places where we Oh, there were so many. But yeah. But yeah. I, I love watching New Orleans movies and it's like, oh, that place looks familiar. Oh, that's it. You know, Jackson and Decatur. You know. Oh, that's right. He meets up with his contact lady. Oh, uh, yes. Who's Miss Exposition, <laughs> but she just starts stripping while yeah. she's get, filling in the exposition. Oh, yeah. I'm like, this... This she's is something stripping I would him write. and herself, and she's just like, "So I got that information you needed." Clip, clip, clip. Um, this this Johnny guy, he's really bad news. Pop, pop, pop buttons. Pop my top. <laughs> like, like no girls that horny while delivering expo- exposition. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and does she come back later in the movie? Nope. No nope. need. No need. Nope, nope. She's done now. So what do I got now? A boner. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so he gets more random-ass dreams, and he recaps everything to a voice recorder, which, in 1950s, I mean, that's gotta be pretty expensive. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, was she in New York? Yeah, so I think she was in New York, because, yeah, they st- she still goes to Coney Island. Okay. To talk to uh, Madame Zora or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so that's why I think the guy in the parade was the was the preacher. Okay, okay. I'll buy that. <laughs> eh, this movie, I, it doesn't matter. Uh, so then he goes to Coney Island because uh, he's trying to find the trail of this uh, witch of Wellesley who went by the name Madame Zora and like worked at the carnival or whatever out there on the boardwalk. Um, yeah, because he goes out to Coney Island and there's the... it's looks like it's fucking freezing and there's the old guy yeah. out there with no shoes and a tank top and then his wife's standing in because the, the salt water helps her... Uh, what do you say? Um, varicose veins. Varicose veins. Yeah. Oh, I remember Zora. She had the play, the she had the booth across from mine. Yeah, she was reading more than just poems. <laughs> yeah. Was she reading books? <laughs> Steve, can I give you a dick reading? <laughs> okay. <laughs> if I look really closely. I can read your lifeline. 
<laughs> Looks great to me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've had a, uh, Madame Zora. Had name. Her name was like uh, Cruise Mark, like uh, Margaret. Let's see. Yeah, Margaret Cruise Mark. And uh, she was a debutante down in New Orleans. So now they go to New Orleans. And uh, he follows Miss Cruise Mark on the uh, streetcar and then follows her to her apartment. But then basically set an appointment for a day or two later. Because it, it was cut really weird where it was like, it looked like he almost just kind of walked up to the door after she got home after following her. And then was like, oh, hi, I'm here for my appointment. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think that's exactly how it went down. Uh, so she she's like, oh, yeah, I can do a reading. What When were you born? Uh, February 14th, 1918. Oh, that's weird. I had a friend who was born on that day. Oh, yeah? Who's this friend? He's dead. Don't worry about it. No, really. Who's who's this guy? Was he a friend of yours? What's he up to now? And it's about this time she figures out he's a dick and just... She's like... All right, time to go. She's like, all right, get the fuck out. We're done here. <laughs> he's like, all right, whatever. I'm just trying to help your buddy out. And so then he goes to Mammy Carter's herb store... Yeah. Uh, to get some herbs that she recommended for, I don't know, cleansing his spirit or something. Finding his spirit. <laughs> and, I, and I think it was also asking questions and stuff down there. And I guess somebody mentions uh, a lady he was uh, he was in relations with, uh, Evangeline Proudfoot. And so I was like, oh, yeah, where's she at? Oh, she did. But I think her daughter lives up around the way. Yep. So then it goes to the dead person's house. Mm-hmm. Finds her 16-year-old daughter, played by Lisa Bonet. Yeah. Come on, we're going to go see Grandma now. We're going to go see Grandma. We're going to go see Grandma now. Come on, little baby. We're going to go see our Grandma. In case anyone around us wonder where we're going, we're going to see our Grandma, Evangeline Proudfoot. Come on now. I got poor Mama a drink because it is that time of the day, and even though she's dead, she's going to beat my ass. Yeah. Uh, But her name is Epiphany. And he mentions his his thing about chickens again, because <laughs> that's a running thing. Yeah, well, because everywhere he goes, there's chickens. Yeah. And then, uh, so so he starts talking to Epiphany, trying to find out, like, hey, is your mama around? No, she's been dead a while. Oh, do you know anybody named Johnny Favorite? I heard, I might have heard of something about him. Meanwhile, she's, like, washing her hair in a faucet. And it is a wet t-shirt contest, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it is. A 16-year-old girl. Yeah. In this story. Yep. And he keeps mentioning, he, he keeps saying creepy things like, you have really pretty hair. You have oh, really pretty eyes. Yeah, you have beautiful eyes. It's like, calm down, buddy. Calm like, down. Like, in the middle, like, they'll just be talking, he'll be like, do you, you know, you have beautiful eyes? And it's like, okay, we get it. Old man's got a boner for her. Yeah. No, she. I think she's 17 in this. I think she said she was 17, because later they'll have a conversation where she's, like, kind of young to be having a kid. It's the best fuck of my life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. All right, well, in their conversations, it's mentioned this guy named Toot Sweet, who might know a He was more. the band leader for... Oh, yeah, for Johnny Favorite. For yeah, Johnny yeah. Favorite. Yeah, yeah, they were in a band together. He might know more. <laughs> and there was a guy named Spider or something like that. So he goes to a concert for Toot Sweet. Uh, starts asking him about Spider, and uh, Spider used to play them drums like two jackrabbits fucking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, then he, oh God, then he like asks him more. He's like, man, I don't deal with that stuff anymore. The only thing I deal with now is playing music and drinking two sisters cocktails. <laughs> um, Product plug. Yeah. So then uh, <laughs> Toots goes to the bathroom, and of course Angel goes right in after him. And he's like, yo, what's going on here, buddy? Uh, but there's a chicken paw under his toilet. <gasps> and apparently I gotta that's think a... about chickens! <laughs> yeah. And then Toots is kind of freaked out by it. And then there's like a... Like he gets thrown out of the club. I think there was like a knife drawn or something in there somewhere. Yeah, basically too. the bouncer was like, don't you ever come back. Yeah. Uh, but then he follows uh, Toots around later. Just, just waiting... That's always a just waiting out front of the club for like an hour or two until the smoking over. cigarettes, leaning out the car window. Yeah. So everybody, like, hey, look, guys, I'm still here. Yeah, but he follows Toots out uh, into the middle of nowhere, <sighs> where he finds oh, there's a fire and a couple dozen people doing a ritual. Oh, they're doing a chicken dance. Wait, what's she gonna do with that chicken? 
Oh, is, and that razor is, blade. Is that Epiphany? She dancing around oh. with that chicken? Oh my god. Oh. Oh no. My oh. t-shirt contest. Where'd that head go? Oh god. And then I'm pretty sure she made love to the chicken. Oh, she totally enjoyed that chicken dance. Yeah. <laughs> every, every once in a while I'll just text Kalisha. I'm thinking about the chicken dance and she knows exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's the scene. Yeah, basically chicken sacrifice, blood dripping all over, just rubbing it in and oh, yeah. very, very sensual dancing with it. Um, this movie's fucked up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then he follows Toots to his apartment and just starts beating the shit out of him. And I'm like, why? Why are you beating this old man? Oh, it's because he w- I want more information, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, Toots has a razor blade on him, as one does after performing voodoo rituals, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so he gets a cut. It cuts his hand. That's right. It cuts Angel's hand. Um, <laughs> and then it goes into some dream where, like, he's walking into the church again, and he's just covered in blood. Covered a- in Angel's blood. just covered in blood, like, all over his shirt. Uh, but then it cuts back, and he's just got, like, a little bit on his shirt, and he's like, oh, what, what happened? Blah. Oh, that's right. He's he's woken up in his apartment, or you know the the hotel room he's staying at by two guys just going through his shit. Uh, apparently, they're local detectives, and uh, Toots was found dead. Sweetie, what? sweetie, do you remember how Toots was found dead? Uh, oh shit! What was it? Oh, um, he choked on his own cock. Yes, <laughs> choked on his own genitalia. <laughs> Luckily, that was off screen. Oh god! Yeah, the, right. the the cops came in and were exposition for us. Yeah, They're the ones who told us. Yeah, and then there's a bunch of other flashbacks from 1943. Uh, I have this stupid line written down. Today's Wednesday. Anything can happen on a Wednesday. Mickey Mouse says so. Something like that. Nothing bothers Stan Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right. So so he's running out of leads. He needs to find out what's going on. So he goes back to Cruise Mark. Hopefully he can pump her for some information. Uh, goes to her apartment. Oh shit, she's dead. Uh, but we also get to see Charlotte Rampling's breasts. Yeah. While we she's do. dead. Oh yeah. Because this is one of those movies. And then he continues to touch everything in the room. Everything. Oh, that's right. He finds a, a goddamn hand in a box. Uh, oh, that's right. And her heart was cut out and sat on a yeah. newspaper. And still touching everything. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, then we cut to a baptism. Uh, he's being tailed uh, by these two guys. I go out to the bayou, and then they sick the dogs on him. And they're like, you don't get out here. You take the first train out here now. <laughs> but instead of taking the first train out, uh, he goes to see Epiphany again. Because, you know. Yeah, got to go see Epi- Yeah, got to go check out that hot, underage, strange. <laughs> underage, strange. <laughs> Sounds like a Kiss song. All right. And that's where I find finds out uh epiphany basically tells him oh yeah johnny favor was my father uh but i never saw him around or anything he was you know dead when i was like two years old or something like that or he went to the war when i was like two years old i don't remember anything about him oh that's right there's a scene where he meets up with louise safir in the church and we're like yes so wait is he back in louisiana new york or is he in louisiana because they don't explain it until like after this scene but louis apparently in town for some business yeah so after a meeting with him, he goes back to his uh, his hotel room, and ep- it's raining buckets, as it does in New Orleans. Yeah. Um, and Epiphany is just sitting at the doorstep, freezing her ass off. <laughs> a passed out in front of his door, apparently? Yeah. Uh, they have a few drinks, you know, whatever. Uh, this is where we find out... Oh, yep, here we are. She's 17. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. And she mentions that the gods got her pregnant. With her little, like, what, two-year-old, maybe? Yeah. One or two-year-old. But she also mentioned it was the best fuck of her life. Yeah. Best fuck I ever had. And to which, <sighs> then they start banging. Yeah. Like. Oh, my God. Cre- one of the creepiest lovemaking scenes ever. It really was. And then it gets creepier later, oh, we no. find out. Oh, okay, just them, like, making love or whatever. It was like, okay, like this is kind of weird and cock. hot. Yeah, like, it, it gets pretty rough. Um, and there's, like, water, like, dripping through the ceiling because apparently it's a shitty little hotel yeah. room. But then the water starts turning red. 
And these buckets are overflowing with like blood. It's like the walls are dripping and they're like bouncing off. (laughs) They're like bouncing off the goddamn mattress. He's choking her out at one point. Yeah, shit gets weird. There's like a blood orgy. Yeah, it's, you know what? It's, it becomes very event horizon. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Very. And then basically, (laughs) the best part is like, you know, he's, like, choking her or whatever, and she's, like, screaming for help or whatever. And, and as he's, like, nutting, he's like, ah, 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 oh, 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 I'm sorry, what am I doing? And then he, like, runs over and, like, punches a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, that's what you gotta do to get off, man, I guess. I mean, you know. <laughs> Some so, weird motherfucker. <laughs> you know, some guys like their ears nibbled on, some guys like their nipples twisted, some guys like to punch a mirror. <laughs> it's, like, it's just a thing. <laughs> I mean, Steve, if you had to pick one. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Uh, That's why mirrors are banned in this house. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so the next morning, the detectives are there, like, knock on the door, and they're like, oh, you have a friend with your girl there? Mm, nice. Uh, so, Kruzmok's dead. You happen to no, know her? You say, like, oh, yeah, nice. You had a good night with your girl. No, they're the most racist. They are, they are super racist. I'm not going to repeat what they say. No, no but they're like, but, basically, we don't mix with people around yeah. here. You need to get out of town. Why are you even still here? That girl is trouble. You stay out of you stay out of that part of town. You Y'all stay, stay out, out of Louisiana now. Pretty much. Y'all get out of here. You hear? Uh, but then they also deliver ex- more exposition and they leave. Indeed. And, and then you, she takes a bath in his bathtub. Indeed. And she starts singing a song. And it sounds familiar to him for some reason, but he can't quite place it. Like, oh yeah, it was one of Johnny's favorite songs. He used to sing it. Yeah, I think we had records or whatever growing up. Uh, then we no, go. Uh, his, her mama used to sing it to her. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I think she mentioned they had a record of it or something yeah. like that too. But and then uh, Angel basically walks out of the building, sees that there's the guys that suck, sick the dogs on him earlier, just like yeah. camping out watching him like he when was he on Tooth. Instead of trying to get information out of him, he just goes and punches their lights out. Yeah, just goes and punching them and shit. And the dog does nothing. Yeah, the dog's just sitting there like, hey, what's going on? The dog, oh, that dog had like his tongue out. Like, he's like, hey guys, you got drinks And they me? have this like vicious voiceover for it. The dog is yeah. so fucking happy. <laughs> it was very the movie dogs-esque. <laughs> That's right. Then they grab, grab gun and chase them. And then I swear to God, they're in Kalisha's stables. No, those weren't Kalisha's stables because those were like right off of... Excuse me. Like, right off of Bourbon Street. That's, like, uh, a fake okay. one. All right. Look, we'll chase them to some stables. Uh, they just start unloading shotgun shells and uh, sick the dogs on them. And dog's just just about to, like, get Angel. But then oh, he, like, grabs a stick or something and beats the shit out. Yeah. <laughs> There's a dog hurt in this movie. There's yeah. chickens hurt in this movie. There's horses shot. Yeah, a horse gets uh, oh. shot and falls over. And then once he escapes from him, we immediately cut to a Nutria skinning contest. Yeah, Nutria! <laughs> and there's also cockfighting going on and quarter mile races. Like, it's a it's a nice little event here. But why, why, why are we at this skinning contest? Apparently it's being put together by Mr. Cruz Mark. Ooh. Uh, you know, the Charlotte Rampling's dad in this movie. Uh, so he goes to see him and talk to him, and he's like, I know your daughter was into some weird shit, and I'm trying to get to the bottom of it. She's you... always been into the dark magics. Yeah. Would you like to try our gumbo? Yeah, right. <laughs> so they go to enjoy some gumbo, and there's a giant block of ice and an ice pick there. Wait for it. <laughs> uh, but Mr. Cruzmark basically starts saying, like, oh, yeah, we... we <laughs> We got Johnny out of the hospital 12 years ago and got him taken care of and all patched up. Uh, but then, like, a year after that, he disappeared and we haven't seen him since. Um, I know my daughter was in some weird shit, but Johnny Favorite, oh my God, he, he could conjure up the devil himself. And I, I used oh, to and see him do some weird about, shit. Yeah, he was like, I know what they did in New York. We or, uh, He needed to get out of something, so we drove him to New York. No, I don't want to hear it. And then he kidnapped a boy off the streets. No, I don't want to hear about what? it. And then they took him back to the hotel room. No. And then they cut his heart out. And, like, by the way, this guy knows way too many details for supposedly being a third party, like, <laughs> just hearing about so, it. So I heard. So I heard. So I heard. <laughs> And then, and then that little side table was kind of in the way, so they picked that up and moved it to the other side of the room. And, and while and the then, heart was still beating, he consumed it. Yeah, so they did a whole ceremony to steal a soul, so that uh, he could give a soul to the devil and keep his soul in another body. 
therefore thereby tricking the devil which always happens so yeah angel uh starts tripping out he runs into the bathroom and he's like like vomiting and oh uh, just like really upset uh he comes back out and mr cruise mark is in the gumbo pot fucking boiled <laughs> alive and so he runs the fuck off and he makes sure to touch everything along the way and <laughs> goes to cruise mark's apartment everything. and touches everything in everything. there good Get 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 your hands on everything. Oh, that's right. Because during the whole thing, he's like, "Oh yeah, uh, it was the the kid they found was some kid from the war and put his dog tags in a little vase in, what was in her his apartment. Name? I don't know the name. It's in the vase in her apartment. That's why he goes and touches everything and then breaks open this little vase and pulls out dog tags and it says, "Angel, comma Harold." No. no! And then. Who else is in the apartment with him? Lucifer. (laughs) Jesus Christ. And he keeps screaming, I know who I am! I know who I am! (laughs) And then Lou's eyes turn like, they got like the red little contacts or whatever. And and then there goes through a recap of all the murders where it's like, Oh no, you weren't. You didn't like go to the diner and came back. No, no, you're the one that shot the d- old doctor at, yep. in his house. You shot him in. You're you're the one that fucking killed Cruzmark. You're the one who killed Mister Cruzmark. You're the one who killed everybody. You're the one who killed Toots. You shoved his genitals in his mouth again. Luckily, not shown. <laughs> All this other stuff, and then he runs to the hotel. Uh, the cops are there, and they're like, "Why'd you come back? Because Epiphany is on the bed." basically cut in half and her heart pulled out it like grotesque uh her vagina's bleeding yeah well and yeah she's been choked out so then uh the other cop comes out and he's got like the little baby with um and the baby mm-hmm. now has like the little contacts in is like pointing at him super creepy um and then, and then that's when we get the line you're gonna burn for this angel in hell roll credits no not quite because we need the world's longest elevator oh, oh well, well the credits the credits roll over the world's longest elevator ride to nowhere <laughs> for the entirety of the credits it's an elevator ride i believe when it came on steve went oh god damn this elevator and turned it off <laughs> <laughs> no we're done we're done and it's Fuck like yes thing. steve the elevator is damned by god <laughs> in hell oh <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen Angel Heart. Uh, babe, ask me what it means. Babe, would you recommend Angel Heart? That's a hard one. Right? Okay. It's not a good I've, movie. I've been ragging on this movie for a good, what, 45 minutes now? It is beautifully shot. It is beautifully shot. It The the mood set and isn't the, as ridiculous as we make it out to be. Like, it's... The yeah. pacing is really slow. I think this is what makes it such a frustrating movie, is that the acting is all spot on. The... Shots are all good, but the pacing and the storytelling is all wrong. So you're watching it going, this is not a bad movie, but actually it's a garbage fire. It's like the opposite of, well, the it's kind of the op- got the opposite thing going for it that most of the movies we review on this podcast are. A lot of the movies we review on this podcast are low budget and like people are trying, but they're not just not that great, but they have really good stories. This story could be more interesting if maybe even just re-edited together, but they there's so many storytelling issues. Yeah. And it's one of those things like, you know in the beginning, okay, Robert De Niro's the devil. And then if you think for like half a second of like, why would the devil need help finding anybody? And, yeah, then, no. and then it becomes like, oh, oh, I know the yeah. turn this is going to take. Also... I had seen a couple other movies before that had various... I, I'm sure they were like... Yeah, there's a bunch I, I'm sure of, this was like the first of its kind. And that's why maybe, it's but held in such since, high regard. Maybe since then. There, there are plenty of movies where people forget that they made a pact with the devil, basically. Yeah. Or, or like with somebody else. Or mm-hmm. amnesia comes in and that's... You know, they find out there's somebody else. Like that, that happened. I told you about that movie Shattered. Maybe coming in a future episode. <laughs> Memento. Yeah, Memento. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of things like that where... And it's always amnesia stories. Uh, amnesia. But yeah, it's it's not that bad. <laughs> Steve, I, Fast and Furious 5 or 4? I think it was 4. <laughs> no, she died in 4 and came <laughs> back in 
five six? or six. Came she, back yeah, in six with amnesia, six. which I called. <laughs> uh, I love that you were asking somebody who'd seen it and you were like. Uh, so were, she had amnesia, right? No. no. <laughs> like, if it goes up oh, at okay. the end, that means the opposite. But yeah, Angel Heart, I, give it a shot. I'm going to warn you, it's rated R. It is not the easiest movie to watch. You know what I recommend over it if you're into this kind of movie? Old boy. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to see a guy yeah. kill a bunch of people and fuck his daughter. Yeah. Oh yeah, we didn't even we didn't even harp on that part of it where we found out like, oh yeah, Johnny Favorite's the father. Wait, I'm Johnny Favorite. Oh my god! Oh. Uh, uh, he like his own daughter to It's what Jonah Hex should have been. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was our theory all along. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, babe, yeah. I've got some fun facts for <gasps> you that are going to just boggle your mind. <laughs> My mind's already boggled. And then also more beer. <gasps> and what we learned, if anything, from Angel Heart. Hi, this is Dana Gould, and you're listening to Everything I Learned from Movies on your radio, phone, computer, television, or record player. Did you ever go on vacation with your family and hope the dance instructor would fall in love with you? No, but I did think a guy with a giant boombox playing Peter Gabriel outside my window in the middle of the night meant true and undying love. Listen to our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, where we revisit these movies and it turns out they weren't the best ideas. What were you thinking? You can find our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. You can also tweet at us at H-E-A-M-C-A-S-T, Heemcast. Hey, I heard you like movies. I heard you like to hustle. I heard you like podcasts. Well, guess what? There's a podcast for you out there called The Home Video Hustle. Damn right. Every Friday, we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? Every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I put a bunch of movies in a bag, and PJ picks one out at random. And then we just watch it. We talk about it for maybe like an hour, hour and a half, two hours. Whatever we feel like doing, wherever the conversation leads us. But do we actually talk about the movie? Most of the time. Ah. Tangents galore. Yes. So believe me, we may be a movie podcast, but it's not always about movies. We might talk about video games. Mm-hmm. Music. music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the big one, music. Uh, sometimes we might get a little bit of politicalness in there. Yes. Sometimes we may just, oh, we know what we like to do. We like to tell stories, PJ. Ah, yes. I am the master storyteller <laughs> yes. of the podcast realm. <laughs> Undefeated. So if you like to hear about movies, video games, whatever foolishness comes to our mind, the most random stuff you can think of, check out the Home Video Hustle. You can find us on the Stitchers. Yes. The Google Play. Yes. Apple Podcasts. What else? Podbean. What else? Podcast Addict. Goddamn. All that. Ain't no reason you can't get your hustle on. We everywhere. Worldwide, baby. Hustle motherfucking hustle. Hey, we can't cuss in the promo, PJ. Ah. We gotta be family friendly. There may be podcasts out there that don't want us here to say, ah. Yeah, all that good fun stuff. <laughs> well, <laughs> f- you. <Yeah. laughs> no, don't, don't run the listeners away, Pete. Ah, I'm sorry. But this is going kind of long. Yes. So we'll end this and say, hey, check out the Home Video Hustle every Friday on all the various podcast outlets. Peace. Peace. Have you ever watched an absolutely terrible movie and thought to yourself, what were they thinking? Because we sure have. So much so that we named our podcast after it. What were they thinking? Starring me, Nathan. And Brendan. Every other week, we take a bad to questionable movie and unpack it so you don't have to. And then every other other week, we ate your cues with our mailbag. Or, you know, talk about whatever. No big whoop. No, no big whoop at all. So that's what were they thinking? You can catch us on Podbean, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. Uh, Also, a ton of platform that brendan made up hi guys we interrupt your favorite podcast to interrupt you with an ad for your new favorite podcast wait wait isn't this playing on somebody else's show exactly so then how are we i thought we were their new favorite podcast well we're going to become their new favorite podcast after they hear this advertisement for our show what's our show called justine superiority complex yeah where can they find us patrick uh twitter and facebook yeah exactly you can go to at soup complex on Twitter, S-O-U-P Complex. And you can go to Facebook.com slash Soup Complex. But our main page is on Podbean. And you can find us there at www.superioritycomplex.podbean.com. New episodes are out every Thursday. Justine, yes. what do we talk about on the Superiority Complex? Nerdy stuff. Perfect. Don't get all sensual with your voice. Yeah, did you hear that? I heard it. It's a little 
appropriate. If you want to hear a little more of that, tune in to the Superiority Complex. One more time, Justine, what do we talk about? Nerdy stuff. Nah, wasn't no. the same. You tried. <laughs> All right, and we're back. Oh my God, Steve. Those are the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding. May they add for add or more. <laughs> <laughs> Great uh, fellow podcasters and products being sold. Definitely check them out. Yeah. They're the best. They really are. Babe, all that talking about this movie got me a little parched. Uh, what do you got to drink, babe? <laughs> we have, from Ocean View Brew Works, uh, the Path Less Traveled Porter. Ooh. Yeah, and this is the one I dropped, so I'm going to be extra careful opening it. Oh, here's a cup just in case. Oh, my top! Oh, my top! Yeah, we actually watched her fill these uh, cans up, so we probably should drink these soon. And the pork. Yeah, mm. yeah frothy. Yeah, got a good frothy head on it. Ooh, it's doing the cascading action. Ooh, it's cascading! That. That's pretty! Yeah. If I was smart, I'd have my phone going so we could show it on the Instagram. But I'm not smart. <laughs> yeah, it's got nice ruby highlights, a mm -hmm. nice uh, darker beer with a nice khaki. Yeah, kind of a dark tan. That's like a brown colored yeah. head. Yeah, it's a pretty dark head. Yeah, this is a delightful beer. I love Ocean View Brew Works. They make mm -hmm. great beers. Um, and they're in Albany, California. Albany, California, yeah. yeah. Nice coffee notes. Got some dark chocolates. Yeah. A little bit malty. Got a little bit of... Uh, has a little bit of hop character, but nothing overpowering. Like, the main taste on it is the coffee and chocolate. And I love it. I'm going to drink the hell out of this beer. Yeah, and they added smooth. sea monsters to their logo, Steve. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely check them out. Again, it's Ocean View Brew Works, Albany, California. Who wants some fun facts? Fun facts are super fun facts because they're fun, fun facts. Well, babe, this had a $17 million budget. Any guesses how much it grossed in the U.S.? $14. 17 million. Woo! So it didn't lose money. Yeah, probably lost a little <laughs> bit, but not too much. Any idea what the Rotten Tomato score on this movie we've been ragging on for the past hour? It's going to make me angry. What is it, Steve? 79%. 81% by the audience. I don't get it. I... You know what it is? I think this is a movie that is very confusing, and therefore dumb people think it means something. No, I've, I've watched it three or four times now. Mm -hmm. I, I get what they're trying to do. Like, I get that the fans... Okay, now that everything's been spoiled, I know the fans are supposed to signify, like, they start going fast when, when he starts freaking out or whatever and has those flashbacks where he ends up killing somebody like it's the devil yeah. or something coming in or johnny favorite coming in and forcing him to kill people against his will because there's i don't know two souls in the body or something like that oh my god i get all the symbolism the chicken thing uh, it, uh, it was just so obvious from the fucking beginning for me the first time i watched this movie that yeah. he was the guy the that he was looking the discussion for in the, in the false church gives everything away yeah yeah it's like oh yeah yeah look at a guy who's been missing for the last 12 years uh, when did you get to town? Oh, about 12 years ago. Oh, shit. Yeah, How convenient. Weird... Oh, he's he has shell shock. Oh, I, I got, got a little bump too. on the head and can't remember anything before the war. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, so this was always like one of those movies where it's like, I regard it as like one of the worst movies I've seen in a lot of different categories. Yeah. And I used to do that stuff on a blog when I was like, oh yeah, Metal Winners and then... Whether it was like a detective movie or a devil movie or a New Orleans movie, this is one where it's like, yeah, don't bother with it. If you want a fun devil movie, we've already done on this here podcast. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> what movie would you recommend, Steve? Keanu Reeves as Lucifer. <laughs> Louis Cipher. <laughs> All right, well, on that note, <gasps> Alan Parker offered the role of Harry Angel to Al Pacino, <gasps> Jack Nicholson. And Robert De Niro. All right. Uh, and apparently that's how De Niro kind of got involved, uh, being an offer. He's like, I don't know if I could do the Harry Angel thing, but uh, Definitely be this Lou guy, I like him. <laughs> what is his role in this again? <laughs> who, you, who you got doing this Lou guy? Oddly enough, Marlon Brando was beef, briefly considered for the role of Lucifer. Oh, shit. Because, yeah, that'd be fat Marlon Brando. Yeah. Yeah, late 80s. Would he paint his face white and wear sunglasses? God, bro. 
Maybe. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's why he was briefly considered. It's like, uh, what's he doing? I don't know. He's got that island out in the South Pacific with the man boys or whatever. <laughs> he, just, boys. he just shot a movie. Uh, or He's working on a movie right now. Something about... Uh, it's, it's, some mo- it's, it's based off some book on an island. <laughs> Jurassic Park? No, no. All right. Uh, writer and director Alan Parker claims that Robert De Niro's performance was so eerie and realistic that he generally avoided him during his scenes, letting him just direct himself. That's amazing. Like, he freaked me out. Yeah. Lisa Bonet was fired from The Cosby Show for appearing topless in this movie. Oh, shit. It's okay, though. You know what she's currently doing? What's she doing, Steve? Being married to Jason Momoa. You know what? She wins. She right? wins at life. She must give a hell of a blowjob. Right. Mm. <laughs> think about that one for a minute. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Toot Sweet was in this movie. What? Uh, his real name is Brownie McGee. Oh, shit. He's been in two other movies you might have heard of as basically old black singer. What movie, Steve? The Jerk. <laughs> and Adventures in Babysitting. Oh, two classics. Shit. So he only picks winners. I'm pretty sure he's the one that says... Nobody can be here without singing the blues. Or okay, yeah. <laughs> From the... <laughs> and then we go into the babysitting blues montage. All right. <laughs> I got um, the babysitting blues. So the two sisters cocktail. Here are the, here's the recipe. <clears throat> a half ounce of light rum, mm-hmm. a half ounce of spiced rum, mm-hmm. a dash of lime juice, mm-hmm. and a dash of Coca-Cola. Shake with ice, strain into a shot glass, best served in a shot glass. I will drink the fuck out of yeah. that. A little bit of rum, a little bit of lime juice, and some coke. Boom. What are we, the Basada Geek? Right? <laughs> Where's the blue curacao? How am I going to finish this thing <laughs> off? How will my poop turn blue? <laughs> All right. <laughs> goes in blue, goes out blue. <laughs> <laughs> so, babe, what did we learn from Angel Heart? That he's got a thing for chickens. <laughs> <laughs> I learned the best way to give exposition is while stripping. Oh, yeah. I also learned that her angel had a boner. <laughs> I also learned uh, attorneys are like lawyers, except the bill's bigger. <laughs> I also learned that uh, dying in a pot of gumbo is not as much fun as I was hoping. <laughs> nice. I learned uh, old Spotty used to play them drums like two jackrabbits fucking. <laughs> you, want a ch- you want an excuse to use that in real life, don't you? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Uh, I also learned the future isn't what it used to be. Boo! It was said in the movie. What can I say? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to us (laughs) rag on Angel Heart for an hour. Yeah, Um, we usually shit on movies. uh, Yeah, I mean, uh, it it does have its good qualities, but it is currently streaming on uh, Amazon Prime if you'd like to check it out. It's about two hours long. It's beautifully shot. Maybe you'll really enjoy it. Maybe. The performances aren't bad. Yeah, I mean, 80% of people that watched it enjoyed it. We're going to get so much hate mail for this. I'm so excited. Whatever. Bring it. Bring it, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I can think of like 10 movies with Angel in the title or Heart in the title that are better than this one. No. Uh, but yeah. Uh, the Devil's Advocate. <laughs> that doesn't have Angel or Heart in the title. No, but it has a devil. <laughs> Where does he fuck? Everywhere! <laughs> oh yeah, thank you for listening. We really do appreciate it. Uh, babe, where can they find gifts for everybody? I know it's getting down to the last minute. It's getting down to the last minute, so I can't guarantee it will arrive by your holiday. But if you want something to ring in the new year, um, you can find things at my uh, my Etsy shop, which is untidyvenus.etsy.com. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping.etsy.com. I have movie monster pictures who love kittens. I've got cats and rats and dogs and all kinds of fun, cute critters. I painted every single American Kennel Club recognized dog breed. That's like 170-something goddamn dogs. You can get them as a poster. Yeah. Steve. Where can you get things for this podcast? Oh, shit. Oh, you can find us on Public and Redbubble, also under Untidy Venus, yeah. if you'd like some cool merch. We have um, podcast shirts on Public. I believe if you Google Everything I Learned From Movies or EILFM, it should come right up. 
Yes, and of course you can find us on all the podcatchers and tell your friends about us. Yeah. Uh, EILFM.podbean.com. That's everything I learned from movies. We're also on Twitter, Facebook, all that shit. Instagram, uh, hit us up. We're also on Patreon if you'd like to throw us a few shekels and uh, help us keep the quality coming. And also get access to some cool episodes. Uh, we do like bonus episodes. We got the commentary tracks. Shit, we let you know what we're going to do like a month or two in advance sometimes. You get exclusive little clips like uh, there's a Christmas album coming out. Yeah. Oh, snap. Yeah. But until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I Learned from, from Movies. Have a good night, everybody. Night, everybody.